0: You got a problem? You got a problem climbing trees, bro?
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids podcast. It's a weekly podcast where three brothers talk about uh, and take deep dives into popular culture topics that you may or may not care about. My name is Tyler, I am your host, and as always, I am joined by my co-hosts and brothers, Brian. What's up guys? And Jeffrey, how are you guys doing today? Sorry, Jeff, I, I always step on you <laughs> saying hi. I'm, I'm used <laughs> to it,
0: I'm the youngest, I get it.
1: Um, Brian, you got a, you got a real hair situation going on today it's called like bedhead him.
0: bro that's when
2: you got a lazy Sunday without a lot of responsibilities it you look like
1: a, you look like a rockabilly you got like this crazy pompadour it's it's up at least six I was, inches off I was the top going, of your forehead i was going johnny bravo but <laughs> yeah that's what it is it's exactly right um that's it looks it's good no it, do, it doesn't oh that looks weirder uh, i liked it better with the, yeah that looks it looks good you're pulling it off um jeff you look like shit as usual um all right. <laughs> no. No, I think so. It's, it's, if I'm you gonna, don't laugh, it just sounds mean. It's 2021, everyone. man. The bullying
2: is we're, gonna, just, we're gonna,
0: gonna not going to laugh. We're going to jump right where we left off in the last episode. Tyler, we were talking about your love for My Little Pony.
1: That's right. I do have that tattoo of Princess Sparkle Shine. Confirmed. Yeah, Princess is confirmed. what? Is
0: that actually a name in the show? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't believe
1: you. That's totally the name, isn't it? There I? is one that's like a princess something sparkle. Twi- twilight Sparkle. I don't know, something like that. I, I, I watched this whole documentary about bronies, like during lockdown, and uh, I gotta be honest, it's one of the weirdest things. It, there's no, they all talk about how it's not sexual, but there's no way these guys aren't <laughs> bronies. Is that a different one?
0: I don't know. Br- the bronies Bro- are men, full-grown men, adult males that watch My Little Pony and like are, are obsessed with it, collect
1: it. And-
2: There's a documentary about full-grown men who watch My Little Pony. Yes. And yeah, love and it. it was the- about
1: sort of how – it actually wasn't a documentary. It was this one I, – I guess I, I called it a documentary hoping we would just pass over it. But, <laughs> but uh, it's this girl – is she's a pop culture journalist. So it's, it's, it's not a documentary. It's literally a girl – talking in front of her her laptop she does research into these things she's a a youtube video yes yeah but she's a journalist who basically has been like a part of the my little pony culture um she like did like a my little pony fan film or fan videos that like became like canonized and or something i don't really i don't remember but it's basically her she did a deep dive into brownie culture and kind of like talking about how it popped up, where it came from, uh what it ended up doing to My Little Pony, uh, how it had some positives but quickly turned te- negative and toxic. Um And it's about like 45 minutes, I think, but it was really, really, really interesting. Uh, I recommend it if you are interested. There are documentaries, which I have watched about it because... <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to, I have this weird fascination with people who are into things that like, I could just not wrap my head around being into like furries. Furries is one of those things. I'm just like so endlessly fascinated by them, like no judgment towards them or anything like that. It's just so out of the realm of something that I would be into that. I just find it extremely fascinating. Like I just, I I have to know more about it. I I was, uh... and the, the brony thing is that is on that same uh, i was
0: at dinner wavelength. one night with my parents our parents and uh some family friends and uh down the street was a convention center and they were having furry con
1: wait in san jose yeah i was yeah i wasn't
0: gonna dox but yeah um
1: <laughs> you're not naming anybody. Sure. You oh, Docs yourself because you were in a city with like all, four million people in it. All
2: five people that went I to was, that convention are now at high risk of being yeah, identified. Uh,
1: no,
0: but no, throughout dude, the throughout the first entire thing dinner, is huge throughout the entire dinner, hundreds of people were walking, like parking at a parking garage nearby and uh, walking by, in their fully furnished, furry outfits, like
1: yeah, and, dude, so crazy, and it's, like.
0: After, like, the 30th person, finally, one of the family friends turned and was just like, what is going on? And and mom was like, do you know? And I was like, I do, but I don't. I don't know if I want to talk just, about it. Just trying to eat my dinner.
1: I don't really want to explain how I know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to. I
2: have to watch this brony thing now. That just blows my mind. I don't I'll understand. Find the, I I'll don't.
1: find the link um, when you are talking for, later. <laughs> for the record,
2: I fully support people being themselves and doing what they want to do. So this is not a criticism. I'm just saying I don't personally understand, and I'm looking to learn more. <laughs>
1: That's so it. the Be documentary yourself even if you watched...
2: my little pony and have a tattoo on your ass <laughs> so
1: the, the documentary i watched a few years ago was called bronies uh the colon the extremely unexpected adult fans of my little pony yeah i found it, it. i'm gonna go look it up later so that isn't very good i didn't think that that was as good it seems like um, there's other ones that have come out since right so i really think that This one girl, I'll have to look for it, but I'll I'll wait until I'm not the one talking. Um, so anyway, this week we're not talking about bronies or My Little Pony or furries for that matter. Although, there is, just to be clear, there is like a huge crossover in those two like walks of life. You know, like a lot of furries are also a part of the My Little Pony community, which was part of the reason that I found myself watching that video. (laughs) Um, Anyway, no judgment on you if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Totally fine. Cool, I just think it's think? so interesting. Do you think? <laughs> um, all right. This week we're going to talk about uh, two things. We're gonna reference uh, Army of the Dead a little later. I haven't seen it, Jeff. You, I think you said you have. You also haven't seen it, but Brian did watch it and said that he may or may not have liked it. Actually, I'm going to hold some sizzle there for <laughs> for the end. If you want, prepare for the monologue. It, yeah, be prepared for him to tell us how he liked it. But before we do that, season two of Love, Death, and Robots uh, released this week. Um, this is something that I was really interested, or I was really excited uh, for it to come out. So we're going to kind of talk about season one and season two of Love, Death, and Robots. Does that sound okay with you guys? Death yeah, goes- I,
2: I hadn't seen either season, and so I watched season two first. Luckily, they're standalone storyline, so it wasn't something that took me out of it and then because they're so easy to consume i just let season one run afterwards and i watched all of season one as well so i'm actually fully caught up on those um you know and i have some takes too i thought i thought uh you know it was absolutely fascinating i'm on the subreddit for it now because you know i'm just reading about which ones everyone's kind of latched onto as storylines that they'd like to see more of things like that so
1: yeah i think so uh Do you, well, since you're new to it, why don't you give like a kind of rundown of what it is?
2: Yeah, so first off, I will warn you guys because I watched them all like consecutively, I might have some kind of blurred line between uh, which ones were season two and which ones are season one, so I might need some help there. But
1: oh, it's fine. I pulled up the episode list. Okay,
2: so, so from what I gathered, um, Love, Death, and Robots is really. It's kind of all over the board in storylines because there's no storyline that's consistent from one episode to another. Each one is like a self-contained story. And it seems like they have like a thematic like... Um, I, almost, I wanted to say consistency, you know, of like technology, but they're not all about technology, right? That would be some of them have the robots theme. Um, I don't really know about the love one. You're going to have to remind me which ones have love As a theme, but I don't uh, know that
1: love is necessarily a theme in all of them. As well, I mean, I think uh, the idea is that all three of all all three of those topics are touched on on each one. But like the idea of love versus like lust is kind of interesting. There, yeah, I didn't catch
2: so much love, but um, definitely technology, and then definitely. Death and and I would also throw out nudity. <laughs> there's a lot of nudity in these episodes. Man, season they, one, they are is, obsessed was like with nudity, soft core porn. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, wow, I bet the next episode finds a way to have some nudity. And then there's just a chick running away from a guy, butt ass naked through the streets. And I'm like, okay, and then, whole there's a, yeah, <laughs> then there's episode. Yeah, then there's there's another episode where this is dead giant human, and he's butt ass naked. And then there's like a whole like five minute section of it where they're talking about his giant dong. <laughs> like it's like yeah. a, a Gulliver's Travels or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, they have his, like his dong on, on display at a museum. I I was like, what the is going on with the the nudity theme?
1: So to pull us back on track here. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So it's self-contained stories. Yeah. So it's, it's love. It's, it's, if you've ever heard of heavy metal was a magazine, um, it was like a comic book or like comic strip magazine with like short comic book stories, uh, with different artists and different writers in each like little section of the page. It was sort of like a reader's digest, but for sci-fi fantasy uh, comic strips, really cool magazine. Um, They made a movie out of it in the eighties. That's just like a series of short stories that were all animated by different animation houses. um, That was really cool. And David Fincher and Tim Miller, Tim Miller is the guy who did the first Deadpool. um, They got together and bought the rights to heavy metal and they were going to reboot it as a series and that's what this is. This is the reboot of the heavy metal movie slash magazine in a TV series format. And they just changed the name to be like more of a modern, modern name because, you know, they call it heavy metal, but it has very little to do with heavy metal. Um, and yeah, like Brian said, it's all a bunch—a series of short, uh, self-contained stories. So we're gonna go through. Um, I think episode by episode, again, some of these are short and some of these, um, you know, won't have as much to talk about, I think. Um, so we can kind of brush over the ones that we didn't necessarily like. And, uh, we'll just kind of go through that way if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up a, an episode list. Can you send the link have, to whatever you're looking at? I just pulled it up on Wikipedia. I love death and robots. And then there's an episode list right on there. Okay. Cause I just want to make sure that I'm following along and. That's fine. Which one we're talking? Um, because there's
2: so many episodes.
1: So as the title suggests, it's got love, death, and robots. We should do three ratings, where it's like a good, a, a fine, and a bad. Okay. Do you want to do like a, uh, mm, take it? Uh, you want to say good, <laughs> good, fine, or bad? <laughs> do we just want to do that? <laughs> Do we want to call it love robots death? And so love is we liked it, death is bad and uh robots is fine.
0: How about no? we just talk about how we feel about the show? Why do we got to
1: overcomplicate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to be fun, but What if we my... do colors? What
2: if we do colors like, you know, like magenta is like, you know, like bad <laughs> and then like periwinkle blue is like good and
1: and then powder blue is fine.
2: <laughs> so we're gonna go two blues is fine and good. That'd be kind of confusing. I feel, <laughs> like. I feel like
0: I feel like in order to really narrow this down, we need to come up with twelve different options and then banana yellow different.
2: Banana yellow has to be one. All right, I, feel like I get
1: that's... it. You guys think this was a okay. bad idea? That's right. fine with me. Let me just say how we feel.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So first episode was Sunny's Edge. How did we feel about this one? No, um, season two's it was, season was automated. One. We're talking customer... about season one. Talking ah, about both okay. seasons. Okay. Yeah, okay. we're gonna start with season one, and we're just gonna start going through them. That's fair. Um, Sonny's Edge is the one uh, where it's um, Robots you have, fighting. it's like a yeah robot or it's monsters fighting. Right. It's like these like uh, grown monsters that you take a neuro link to, and then you you call, you create the you know you have them fight in a ring, kind of like boxing, modern UFC, but with giant monsters. Um, how did we feel about this one, Brian? You just watched it. I haven't seen. Uh, full transparency. I haven't seen all of season one in quite a while. Every now and then I go back and watch some of my favorite episodes because they're really quick and easy to kind of digest yeah. and just kind of create some thought. But um, I haven't seen all of these episodes in a while. So how um, did you feel about that one? Having just watched it.
2: Crazy concept. Um, this one was definitely a lot technology, a lot death, like in gore. Um, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. There's some lesbian love.
2: Yep. Like the, if I remember this one right it's like a like a different um it was like i don't remember what city it was, but it's like a it's like London. a future London. futuristic London yeah, and like it's like like an underground fight arena or something
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it just it was just a wild concept on like a potential future and I feel like you see that with a lot of these where it's like where technology could take us you know and and like maybe even going as far as to say how it can lead us astray because this is one where it was kind of this crazy like underground world where future technology that we can't even really wrap our arms around right now is just commonplace it's and it just leads to, the to this ho- of it, yeah. horribly yeah horribly perverted entertainment which is like these underground fights um yeah i mean it's just it's it's just one of those that i think the technology really ran the episode i thought it was fascinating
1: I think in each episode, we're going to also have to talk about the animation because that's such a distinct mode of the storytelling in each individual episode, right? Like, no two episodes are animated by the same people, and I think that that's really interesting. In this one, there were moments where, like, I was pausing it and being like, wow, the textures on the human skin in these is, like... Literally looks like high definition. Oh, man. Some of these have
2: massive, major name actors in them, too. Like, uh, Michael B. Jordan's in one. And then, uh, season two, yeah. There's one with the guy from that 70s show. Yeah, Topher Grace
1: is in one. And I was like, and his girlfriend's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, I I I recognize her, too. Yeah. I was was like, like, whoa. When I saw Michael B. Jordan,
2: it told me, I was like, is it like an animated version of him? And I was like, no, that's actually the dude, man. That's crazy. But it is
1: animated, too. That's not, it wasn't filmed in live action. It just looks. It Real. looks good, man. Yeah, that was Yeah. That was crazy. There, there's some some of this animation, I was like, holy shit, like we could like you could literally do a full movie of this and it wouldn't bother me. Like sometimes like how did they nail it so good with Michael B. Jordan in there and then Luke Skywalker and The Mandalorian <laughs> in his like five minutes made me so upset. It makes no sense. I don't understand how they could how, do that. How hard
2: is that, dude? Yeah. I so don't know. anyway, yeah. So this one was I thought a fascinating concept. Really kind of this underground seedy like you know look what technology can do like in the slums. you know in the future right in like i don't know how deep into the storyline we need to go but um I'm, I'm looking at it here just to kind of stay on track um you know the main character is in these fights they try to get her to throw the fights she says no and it's revealed that it's because she's got kind of like a ptsd from being an, an assault victim in the past mm-hmm. and um she's kind of using these underground fights as kind of like a revenge to her, um, you know, due to what had happened to her. And then basically they kill her and then basically it's revealed that her, that her human body is just a clone. That's the, yeah, it's just a clone. And then she ends up being this other beast that, you know, turns around to kill them. And then that's the end of the episode. So these are quick hitter episodes.
1: Quick quick real quick yeah they're like 10 15 minutes oh yeah, yeah on this on this list it shows you this one was only 17 minutes
2: yeah these are quick hitters this is easy to consume it's easy to watch a bunch of these in a row um, all right
1: the animation but, yeah. in this one really good story was pretty good it did, i mean it, it was fine definitely didn't need all the sex in this one I, like uh, that's going to be my comment for a lot of these i think um, but i uh you know it wasn't necessary Let's move on to... Or, Jeff, what, did you have any thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, I mean, I like the twist a lot. I, I enjoyed the animation. I I, I thought it was overall it was pretty good. It's a great uh, introduction to the show.
1: Yeah, first episode it starts with a bang, because it's just like, we're in an underground fight. Who's fighting? Holy shit, it's these giant fucking monsters, and they're ripping each other to pieces. Like, this is crazy. Um, yeah, really wild. Uh, episode two... Um, three robots so this is one of my favorites i've watched this one a few times uh i really uh, you're gonna hear me say that a lot about season one i really liked season one of this show much more than i like season two um but season one had a lot of really good episodes for me um three robots is three different types of robots kind of doing a, a tour of human society long after humans are gone um and they're kind of going through an abandoned city and looking at places where they used to work and toys and restaurants that they've been to and kind of giving like an explanation like having the robots give each other explanations of what humans used to do and it kind of puts what we do on a daily basis like under a different microscope or you know you see it through a different lens and it it uh it gives you a good like i don't know it's very funny and kind of makes us seem really ridiculous for <laughs> for the things that we do um i also really like that um the the twist at the end finding out that what did humanity in was genetically grafting thumbs onto cats and giving them the ability to talk <laughs> and then once that happened they didn't need us anymore and they took over the world and killed us basically is i guess the outcome which just well, give cat
2: that sounds terrifying it's very funny I'm sitting yeah. next to my cat
1: right now kind of now keeping an eye on him oh yeah it made me think about my cat in a different way for sure um, animation on this one is just it's really cartoony um, but I think that as far as an episode goes um, it, it's one of the funnier ones that like doesn't have like very heavy stakes or heavy drama or anything like that it's sort of just just sort of I don't know, comedic. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that one? Did you like that one at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's entertaining. Definitely, was uh, definitely uh, like you said, peaceful, um, entertaining. I, I like I, the the ending of the show, the episode is, is kind of questioned. Like, are the cats then identifying the robots as their new – like, they, they start demanding pets at the end of the episode. They're like, oh, yeah, you can pet us now. And then, still, like, cats start coming out of the woodwork. So it's like – I don't know. Are the robots the next thing to be de- destroyed by the cats? I...
1: Maybe. Yeah, I think the idea is that cats are evil, which I
2: thought was very funny, <laughs> or that they need slaves. Yeah. Petting, petting slaves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I don't have too many takes on it. It wasn't one of the ones that I liked the best, but uh, I thought it was a good episode and definitely intriguing when they're like they're going on this tour of this failed civilization and it's us. Yeah. You know, and I was I just like, like, man, that's fascinating. There's another. There's another one later on that kind of does something like talk similar.
1: Is it the yogurt one? Yeah. Yeah. That it's one. the
2: yogurt one. That one's entertaining, but we'll get there. Yeah.
1: Um, um, next one. All right. Number three. This was – Jeff, I'm going to let you do this one. This sure. is The Witness. This is the one with the loop that you were – you yeah. really liked it.
0: I mean the the concept, this one's short. It's about a guy. Uh, and he starts off with him in the middle of murdering someone and he's like frantically trying to uh, murder this person and then he looks up and he sees the person that he's already murdered. Uh, or no, he sees someone that looks identical to the person he's just killed that has witnessed his murder uh,
2: from an apartment across from, the street. from an
0: apartment across the street, and he starts frantically trying to chase them to, either, to just figure out what the heck's going on. Chases it. It's like a young girl who's like a, a sex dancer for entertainment, kind of like a stripper. Um, chases her to her place of work, um, and and ends up tracking her down as she continues running. They run through the streets, and finally he he corners her uh, she finds a gun and tries to defend herself they fight over the gun and he kills her and then no looks she up. kills she oh, kills him oh she kills him oh I haven't yeah, seen that then, in a while
2: yeah and then, and then she looks up and there's an identical version of him looking at her from an apartment across the street yep. and that's, that's the loop is that they just keep killing each other over and over yeah and, and, really uh, weird Crazy concept, the graphics were fucking sick on this one, I think.
1: Dude, so strange. Like yeah. so like it makes you uncomfortable, but also like yeah, it was so weird. Crazy good really... detail,
2: like Yeah, I, cool. I um
1: the weird sex like house that they go to is like really strange. The only I question I had is like, what is, this one? is happening. Here? I know these
2: I know these storylines weren't too fleshed out, so I guess picking too many holes in them is kinda of dumb. But at the same time, the one thing I was like I was like hold on you just witnessed a murder you know this guy is chasing you you run to your work to get help and then when they yell at you you just start doing your job <laughs> you just start working like as if you like you don't have a murderer chasing you like i don't understand why she just started working <laughs> like that that, yeah. that part was making me laugh but i think they were trying to you know slip in their nudity <laughs> so yeah, maybe. so they found it <laughs> that one that there's a she's naked like the whole episode so
1: yeah a lot of nudity in this one um really strange um, cool
2: concept though if they could have you know it just makes you want to know more like a lot of these makes you want to know more
1: yeah for sure like, a they, lot of them give them you sort a little of like, taste of a, of
2: a universe and you're like what the and then it's done and you don't get it again and it's like yeah. god i just want to know more man like the one with the spiders that jeff hated
1: <laughs> yeah that one uh, i'm excited to take to get under that one yeah so uh, let's okay. keep going Number four suits. This is the one where there are. This
2: is this might be my favorite one to be honest with you.
1: I really liked this one too. I'm glad that I'm glad that you said that because I don't think anyone else really talks about this one. But I thought it was really fun. Um, awesome. Basically, awesome concept. Yeah, explain it, Brian.
2: Uh, it starts on a farm uh, with just kind of a simple couple, and like they're kind of winding down their evening, and they have like this. That it's showing like a little like snippets of technology around their farm whereas normally you'd assume a farm to not have a whole lot of modern tech they've got this like crazy futuristic technology especially around their like perimeter they have like a perimeter you know i don't know radar or whatever it is and something is like breached their perimeter and he kind of is talking about it like as if like a fence post fell down and he's got to go fix it real quick so that cows don't get out kind of thing and so he goes over and he fires up this mechanical, like, mech suit.
1: <laughs> it's like a tractor mech suit. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> like Oh, okay, John so it must, just, made a mech suit. <laughs> it must just be
2: a futuristic way to do farming. And he goes out there, and he's, like, kind of over by the cows, and then all of a sudden, there's, like, this, like, portal seemingly up in the air outside of their fence. And he starts talking about this creature breaching, and all of a sudden, this, like, monster-like, I don't know, like, giant insect like I don't know alien lands and starts like charging him and he kills it like with the guns on the mech suit and then all of a sudden a couple of them start coming in and he seems like he's got it under control until more of them are coming in and it's becoming more of an issue and then his wife who's still watching the perimeter from back at the farm lets him know that there's other breaches going on and all of a sudden other farmers start getting involved in trying to like hold the perimeter of this like community of farms with their mech suits and they're, they're pretty cool characters, you know, they it, very quick character building but very enjoyable just their personalities like the old woman that's just ripping a cigar the whole time and like the other guys like a super simpleton farmer that you know had pimped out his suit and it was just like super had super cool features and and the three of them are like the only three they're like kind of the last line of defense as it's not just a small perimeter be- breach that they've seemingly dealt with regularly it's like a massive alien creature invasion of their farms and there's like this great battle scene of them all fighting and defending while their families are all running into these fortified bunkers and there's this big old fight that plays out basically um, one of them lays down his life and um, at the end of the episode the main character, the main farmer guy that started it all um, you know, goes back to his wife and then it kind of pans out to end the episode and um, where it reveals that they're not on earth which is what you initially assume when you see see that they're farmers uh, they're actually on just some other planet where these aliens like are inf- like infesting or like all over the planet and humans are living in biodomes you know in these like farming communities and the biodomes they have to like protect them from the outside right. aliens and so it's like this constant thing that they're dealing with it's just they, kind of a they, crazy concept
0: they colonized an alien planet and are fighting back the indigenous population
2: Exactly, yeah. and these things are just in, insanely savage. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought the the um, animation is an, fun. It's, animation it's almost, is fun, but it's not like anything crazy. Like some of the other ones seemed revolutionary almost, and this one there was kind of more straightforward. But yeah, you know, this totally one fit. felt
1: the animation style felt almost like a like a uh, like the opening scene to like an old like Age of Empires or something like that. You know what sure. I mean, or like clash of clans or something like it's kind of blocky cartoony animation but the mech suit stuff is really cool all the action and like movement is really clean um the action choreography is really good um did you like that one jeff
0: yeah i like that one a lot uh super entertaining uh I, i don't have anything to add beyond what you guys covered though
1: all right let's move on to the next one here uh number five sucker of souls I don't have a lot to say about this one. Um, it's sort of like a archaeologist archaeology situation, and they're running from vampires. I think isn't that right?
0: I honestly don't even Ryan? remember
1: this episode at all.
2: Uh, yeah. This isn't, isn't this the one where they uh, dig up they're, Dracula?
1: Is that what it was? Is Dracula? I don't remember if it was Dracula. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it is, it is it's right? Dracula. Yeah, yeah it's Dracula. so
2: so th- this one I think the the um, animation similar to the last one. It's a little bit more just straight cart like flat cartoonish. Um, they didn't really play with like the 3D look of some of the others, but basically they dig up Dracula and um, a doctor, like a like a scientist and a mercenary that they've hired. Um, sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background. Um, they are fleeing from Dracula, and it turns out that he's like like he's going to kill him because he's this ultra powerful being, and then it turns out he's like afraid of cats and there's like this this whole thing where they're like trying to get the cats to like stick around and then he ends up getting them without the cats and they let off like a grenade that kills them or something Um and that's how the episode ends but it's just kind of a crazy one but very similar in graphics where it's or in uh, special effects where it's uh, you know nothing crazier than just in your normal anime
1: yeah that's fine Um good story I, though fun story yeah it was fun but it, it wasn't one of the ones that stuck with me um now, speaking of ones that stuck with me, when the yogurt took over was another one that I really, really liked. It's one of the shortest ones so far, six minutes. It's one um, of the better
2: ones. It's so – it's – because when you first see it, you're like, yogurt? Like, what? Like, what the fuck is that? But then right But now? then, it, you know, it's just – I don't know. Like, a lot happens, and it's more about human folly than –
1: Oh, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. all about like how ridiculous we are as humans. Um, basically, we create a sentient yogurt and it takes over the world. <laughs> um, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I but really... they they also had
2: some weird stuff with that too, with the nudity. I don't mean to like dominate this conversation, but I, I got to say, man, it's fresh and I'm like, what the hell was some of it? Like
1: they had the... Uh... I don't even remember nudity at all. Oh, at you know what? World. I
2: might be mixing this with the other one where it's the, uh, the uh, Hitler different death outcomes one. I'm mixing them I... up.
1: That one was that one's very funny as well. Yeah, but the um, sentient
2: yogurt one's one of the best. If you got six minutes, uh spend it watching that.
1: Right. Very good. That one's very, very funny. Um, alright. Beyond the Aqu- aquila rift. Um This is the one with the, the the spider one. The spiders, yeah. This is the one where uh a spaceship is traveling back from some sort of mission, and they crash? Brian, you'll have to kind of remind me what happens here. Yeah,
2: sorry, you guys are gonna hear my voice a lot, I think. Um, yeah. So basically, um, a spaceship is heading out to the Aquila Rift or whatever, and um, they all go into like a cryo-sleep while their ship is sailing there, and then when they wake up, um, they're way off course. That's right. There's been like a plotting error in their ship and they are thousands of light years from where they're supposed to be. Um, The captain's like ex-girlfriend has like found their ship and like her ship has found their ship and she's like, hey, you're fine. Like, you know, this happens. She kind of gives them like this story of like, this is where you are. You're going to be just fine. She ends up like banging him that night. And then like I don't know something comes out where – oh, I think one of his crew members kind of sees through a lie and basically he starts to kind of question things and is like, yo, like we're like we're not where you're saying we are, are we? And then she kind of gives him another half-truth and you're like, what is going on? And he ends up kind of freaking out on his like ex or whatever, like slams her up against a wall and is like, yo, you need to give me the truth and she's like, <laughs> all right just right.
1: Pull back and reveal his. Oh fun. my uh, gosh! <laughs> it's like, so crazy.
2: And it turns out that basically, um, they've landed in like this. I don't know, like this part of it's like, like this, this pocket of space where it's where... ran by like these space spiders or space arachnid creatures, and they've like basically taken over his ship and like basically have like imprisoned these people in their own minds. And they're just, I don't know what their goal is. They're just kind
1: of... I, I got the idea that they were like sort of like empathy vampires almost. Like they are there to like ease your passing for the rest of your life. Like they feed off of your emotions and your connection to them. As, and also keep you alive. Because when he wakes up from it, isn't he like a really old man who's like basically like a, almost a living skeleton? Isn't that right?
0: Yeah, he's like an old ass man
1: so they're keeping him alive somehow definitely um but i think that they're like feeding off of it in in a way um i don't know but this this one is talking about animation on this one we didn't talk about the animation on the yogurt one very cartoony it totally works for that story super simple yeah Yeah, super fun um for this one this is uh, there were moments i paused it what like while my wife was you know in and out of the room and i was like you have to come look at this and was like zooming in with my controller we can like zoom in on our tv and i was like look at this like it it, it that's a like i genuinely couldn't tell if it was live action or not like it at certain points i genuinely was blown away yeah. by how in, like it was there's some a couple of, the most of them impressive
2: there's a couple of them like this where they kind of ramp it up a
1: lot more so crazy but
2: basically what happens is he's woken up to this reality like they've been kind of keeping him in a simulation these spiders or whatever and he's woken up to this reality that they're like caught in this like space web and they're like basically rotting away but being kept alive by these spiders and then basically the next thing he knows he's back in the simulation with his this revelation kind of wiped from his mind yep. and and his old flame is greeting him again starts over and it's like it's basically a loop he's like trapped in the like this like it's very clear that this like spider being is not trying to kill him that they're that they care about him and his crew and they want them to stay and and accept the simulation for some reason i don't know if it's because they're feeding on him or what the deal is but it's all kinds of fucked up
1: yeah i also really like the the relativity of time situation going on in this one um where they wake up from their their journey into space and it's like centuries later but his girlfriend is still alive and young you know and it's like this idea of like time dilation and uh time relative relativism is that how you you say that Mm -hmm. whatever um and like you know they're both like oh yeah it's been centuries since we were born but really we're only like 35 or whatever yeah i really liked that one um it's good but otherwise that one is just one i just feel like i mean we spoiled the twist if we probably should i might have to edit a spoiler warning into the beginning of this because we did not say that and we're literally spoiling all of them (laughs) Um, And we're going to spoil the rest of them too So just be prepared for that
0: We're like 40 minutes into this episode Or I guess we're not We did talk for like 15 minutes before we started But um, we do also have a lot more content to cover We might want to speed it up not. Yeah, why don't we just
2: pick ones that are more highlights Than just going through each one, how's that? Let's skip ahead here
1: okay well which one I mean Brian you're the one that watched them more recently why don't you jump into the, the next ones
2: okay um, let's see so that one I thought was worth talking about the yogurt one would have jumped out to uh, let's see
1: good hunting they talk about the shapeshifter. yeah I don't that think one's that one's, fine. one's
2: yeah it's fine uh, the dump let's see
1: uh, that's the one where there was the dog oh yeah, yeah the, like, the dump dog you meet my dog it's that like one's pretty sentient, cool and the, the graphics on
2: that one the, the visuals on that one were pretty good too uh, basically, the guy lives in a dump, and um, the dump has like this monster that's developed from the trash. And he like at first talks about it like as if it's this beast that he's been dealing with, and then he reveals that it's actually something that he's like learned how to harness and like train, and it's now his like pet, and he loves Like he lives amongst the trash, and it's pretty good graphics on that one. I'd say that one's worth checking out for sure. Um, uh, shapeshifters: The Werewolf Fight. Very cool. The dog soldiers one. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It was really okay. Cool. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed werewolves, that one. Werewolves are like more commonplace, and, and some of them are in the, like a military unit, but they're being treated like almost like in a racist sense by the other soldiers who I guess are just kind of afraid of them or whatever because they've got heightened powers. Yeah. And, then, sure. and then basically, uh, you know, the main character, you know, dog soldier kind of proves himself by hunting down some like terrorist werewolves and killing them in a badass fight at the end
1: super brutal fight yeah, yeah. super fun uh, I very not entertaining on that, loved
2: one. that one yeah I, I, I thought I thought it was entertaining um, and I thought the graphics were are this what do I say special effects graphics visuals. animation animation, animation was good on that one um, um, let's see
1: Helping Hand I really liked that one and it's basically a better version of that movie Gravity which is a movie that I everybody was talking about how great it was. And I thought it was really boring. I was like, Oh, this is how you do gravity, right? Just make it 10 minutes long and have a woman have to chop off her own hand. I'm way into that. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy.
2: Basically the astronaut gets hit by some space debris and gets knocked away from her ship. And as she's kind of floating slowly through space, she realizes the only way to save herself is to expose an arm, let it freeze and kind of like solidify and then she breaks the arm off and then throws it away from her so that her body is propelled back towards the ship and that's the whole story basically it's she so super crazy super quick but super crazy cuz you watch the whole thing of her ripping her arm off and oh and it looks good like
1: animation wise great animation awesome animation looked like a real human yeah it's really crazy, crazy. Uh, uh, let's see let's skip fish here. night I don't remember that one
2: that's where the dude kind of loses his mind in like the spirit realm or whatever and gets eaten yeah. by a spirit shark it's kind of dumb I didn't really like that one I thought it was uh, visually
0: I thought the, the visuals on that, were, were the really on that
2: one were beautiful the colors on that one are amazing yeah and the score too colors.
0: I remember the score being really impressive as well Um, Uh, Lucky 13
1: was something about like a spaceship that chose her. She's like a bad pilot. Yeah.
0: No, well, she was a new
2: pilot. She was a, a black woman. And I think it was kind of implying that due to her like minority female status, that she was kind of getting like the shittiest equipment and wasn't really getting the prime missions and blah, blah, blah. They ended up giving her this unlucky ship that, um, basically had gone into two missions and on both missions the ship had survived but the entire crew had died and they had managed to salvage the ship both times but people were seeing it as super unlucky and she spoke well of the ship and it shows each time that she speaks nicely of the ship in front of it all of a sudden it uh, you get to see her through the view of the camera on the ship or like the security cameras and it kind of like implies that the ship is paying attention which Mm -hmm. I thought was really cool and because she's treating it with respect um She goes through like 10 successful missions. Nobody dies on their ship. Like the ship does like stuff to help her. Like it's almost like Herbie the love bug. And uh, it's just really cool. And then right at the end, she gets into this huge firefight and goes to self-destruct the ship and like runs away while the creature – like the bad guys are like surrounding the ship. And it doesn't go off when it it was scheduled to like 10 seconds after she initiated it. It seemingly waits until the creatures get closer to it. And then explode. It's almost like the ship withheld its own explosion to maximize the damage to save her. Mm. Pretty mm. cool concept. Um, the, I thought the special or the animation on this one was really, really good. Um, yeah, it is good. Uh, I'm pretty sure. You know, really cool.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure the concept of this, uh, book, uh, this show, this episode inspired my favorite author, Brandon Sanderson, to write a book because there's a book called Skyward. Which is about a young girl in a in a fleet academy that ends up finding an, a sentient alien ship and bonding with it and becoming like a a pilot. Hmm. Um,
2: That's interesting. It's to- um, totally Herbie the Love Bug.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, it, I think it maybe it's Skyward. I'm with you, Jeff, for once. Um, Zima Blue. Uh, I liked this one. Basically, a pool cleaning robot turns into like the most famous man in the world, and then decides to and like learns like the Meaning of life, and then just decides to go back to being a pool cleaning robot. Yeah, easier. Well, it's it's not
2: really that it's way easier. I think it's just like that was his. You have you have a defined purpose, and that's that's a simpler way to understand the universe around you is to have your purpose and stick to it, right? And that's kind of the message I got from it was like having this ambiguity around your purpose in the world and your purpose in life takes away the meaning of being alive and I thought it was such a fascinating concept on this one I thought this one was really intriguing especially because it's the last episode of the season I believe but uh, basically that that idea that he is as this being that can travel the stars and has traveled the stars to go find meaning in the universe his understanding when he comes back is that a simple purpose is the meaning of life I thought was just really an an intriguing concept
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I thought that I liked it too um Next, we got uh, blind spot. Which oh, so was... maybe it isn't the last one of the season. No, there's a few more here. Oh, okay, I okay, get confused. Um, blind spot is the one where the cyborgs are robbing a train. Uh, I don't really remember that one super well, but I think the animation. I remember thinking the animation was pretty good on that one, but I'm okay with passing it, passing past it, G- black, going past it. Um, the secret war soldiers well, hunt demons in I, the Siberian forests?
0: I do want to talk about the Ice Age which was the Topher yeah. Grace episode
1: isn't that the last episode of the season?
0: Uh, I thought it was no, I don't know, maybe if you want to talk about it I after we can
1: No, let's talk about that one um, Ice Age was one of my favorite episodes uh, it's one of the other ones that I've gone back and rewatched several times, I thought it was really good um, Jeff, why don't you explain it? Sure, so the
0: concept is Topher Grace and his girlfriend uh, get a new fridge and uh as they go to no, plug it get,
1: in they get a new apartment oh is it is that what it is right and then they, they it's their the fridge is super old they, they oh, find
0: yeah. they find an antique refrigerator right and uh they go to get ice and they realize that there's like this little preserved like uh, I think it was a woolly mammoth mm-hmm. uh inside in of it in the ice cube and uh every time that they keep like the the episode is told kind of periodically as they continuously check in on this civilization and it just rapidly expands so it goes from like prehistoric to like i don't know if they show one in between but i know that it eventually like it exacerbates into like a nuclear war phase and i remember he gets like i remember he's like watching as the nuclear bombs getting set up and he's like what the and then it explodes and it like gives him a sunburn Mm -hmm.
1: uh it burns the eyebrows off of his face and shit.
0: yeah and then and then i think if i remember right they end up like he's like closing the fridge he's like i'm never going back and then he checks in like 10 minutes later and they've evolved to like some race of or some next level of existence and like energy beings and he's like okay cool like they're
1: gone Um, uh they teleport away and and then they come and then he he checks it then in the morning and they're back and it's like back to the prehistoric
0: yeah back to the prehistoric it's like this massive cycle definitely Mm -hmm. like the show massively leans on cyclical t- storytelling
1: sure yeah I mean it, it, life is a loop right everything is a circle so uh, that that one I'm fine with um, I just like I, I just think that that one's really fun Brian what did you think of the Ice Age one
2: I was enjoying it. I was just cracking up that they weren't really reacting too much. They were just like, oh, my God, there's like a civilization in our Fraser. This is Oh, they've crazy. developed two cities. Oh, my God. like, an, Yeah, he gets hit in the face with like a tiny mini nuke, and he's just like super sunburned. And I'm like, that's some serious radiation burn, my friend. Like, And they basically just go right back to watching it. So the whole time I was kind of cracking up, like they've re- totally removed the the natural human reaction out of this because like those, those two just accept everything that's going on. Which, yeah. which I was enjoying the whole time because it, uh, it was so intentional that I wasn't willing to like use it as something to pick a hole in. I was just like, no, nah, they did this on purpose and it's funny.
1: Right. Um, all right. Next one on here is alternate histories, which is the uh, the what if you killed Hitler in all these different ways. Um, what if he had died in these different ways on these different times and how w- the world would have progressed afterwards. I don't have a lot to say about this one other than like the animation is really fun, very cartoony, very simple. Feels like an old like... Uh, you know happy tree friends or something cartoon like that's what it, like you know really simple animation style um and also just good like you know i i really i liked it, it i don't really have a lot else to say about that one but anyone else uh
0: yeah i mean i I think this is one of the ones that I was hoping that they would bring back for season two because it's kind of like interdimensional cable with Rick and Morty. Like, I think there's a lot mm. of possibilities. Like at the end of the simulation, if I remember right, uh, it says something about like a, an alternate it's history. Lincoln, with, Lincoln, with Lincoln shoots first.
2: Lincoln shoots first. Yeah, I was cracking up at that. And
0: I'm like, fuck. There's, there's <laughs> a, like, This would be a funny one to continue without necessarily having to make it be like a callback. it could, but. It could
2: be its own standalone storyline.
1: Totally. Right. Yeah. I liked
2: it. I I was kind of hoping like this is the the one above all the others where I felt like it suffered from not having enough time, like like a lot of them I kind of like how tight the storylines are. I kind of like that you just get a taste of the universe and then you're done. This one I felt like the, the
1: you wanted to f- sit with the story longer.
2: Not really, but it was more like I think the play out of like each of his deaths was super like minuscule. Like it didn't change a ton. It was like basically like oh, like he dies in this way, they outlaw horses sooner, they get cars sooner, they, you know, blah, 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 this happens and we still land on the moon at 69. And I'm like, like it just didn't have enough of a butterfly effect for it to seem significant in some of his deaths. And I felt like it was because they needed to keep it going quick. You know, they needed to get to the next death and so they didn't want to put too much in there. And I kind of felt like, if you're gonna go with a concept like this, I wanna see the ripple effect of how it totally changed everything instead of it being like one or two things changed and then everything else was back on track in that alternate universe. And I'm more like, nah, I want something totally crazy different to have happened so that I can visualize that different reality as like, wow, what if that's how things were? You know? And instead it was like one or two things changed and then boom, we're here, still here, so.
1: All right, and then the last one for season one was uh, The Secret War. Uh, looks like Russians summon demons. I do not Especially remember the, this episode at all. The
2: animation on this one was incredible. Was it? Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, they basically it's just a Russian a military unit that's, like, going through the Siberian forest, and they're fighting these, like, I don't know, vampire-looking creatures, and then uh, they have this one last epic battle, and they all die at the end. That's, that's kind of the short story. i
0: just remember this i remember watching this and thinking i feel like the clone wars already did this but better
1: um what the clone wars
0: yeah the the clone wars tv show
1: uh i mean i know the tv show you're talking about i just don't remember there's,
0: there's a season where it's the 501st marching through like an alien planet and it's like their long slog as they're being directed by the spider that ends up being uh the, the spider general that's working for the republic but turns out to actually be working for the sith because he's got these i don't know i'm not gonna go into the clone wars but i remember that season being this kind of like brutal march uh conquest season i think it's like season four um and and watching this show and be like fuck i'd rather just watch the clone wars because i think they did it better um, all
1: right i just pulled up a clip i do remember this one it is it is sort of just a video game cut scene that's what it felt like for me i think that's probably why i didn't oh totally I didn't latch on to it that much totally um Alright, so overall season one, what was your favorite episode of it? Brian? Uh
2: the one on the farm, I think. The
1: suits? Okay. Jeff, suits, what about you? Yeah.
0: Um, I'd probably still have to say the, the whatever the loop one the was. What was it? The witness.
1: Witness, yeah. I think mine's either Ice Age or Three Robots. Ice Age is um, pretty entertaining for sure. I really like that one. I've watched Ice Age and the Three Robots like five times each. Um, Same with the yogurt one. I I like that one, but it's kind of too short. All right, season two starts with a bang here. Automated customer service. Some of the weirdest animation that's been in this series so far. The character design of that main character of the old lady was so upsetting and so strange. But it was totally
2: on purpose. Her eyes were like way up her face, it's like
1: so high up on her face, and like her hair, like the skin textures were all fucked up too. They were like really realistic, and like it made her like it was look bizarre. Grotesque. It was bizarre choices,
2: yeah. but it was entertaining.
1: Yeah, oh, it was such a fun episode. Uh, I really love the the automated. Yeah, the service, yeah, just being like, please don't. If if you've done this, then it's entered instant kill mode. Or yeah, whatever. throw and a we'll blanket on kill. it and then go press the off button. Or
2: whatever. I was like, oh yeah, my exactly. god, no way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
2: basically, um, an old lady's uh, vacuum cleaner, her like Roomba of the future, uh, gets turned into like it flips into like an instant kill mode, and then it spends the rest of the episode trying to kill her. And it's she's stuck in her, real.
1: like, retirement home. Yeah. And you know, it's just and this just
2: crazy like, thing treatment. where, like, like basically the robot, like, or no, she calls the help line of the robot, or the vacuum company, and it's just an automated line where it's, like, basically telling her, like, yeah, this robot's a murdering robot now, and it's going to kill you. And it's just, like, in this funny. infuriating play on how annoying automated service lines are today, it's just, like, ramped up next level where they're just okay with their product killing you. It's very yeah, entertaining. Yeah, so funny.
1: Um, really good Jeff you got anything to say yeah I loved it I mean definitely a lot of themes reminded
0: me totally of like um, the, the Will Smith uh, automated robot movie I forgot what it's called uh, iRobot uh, uh,
1: like which one
0: um, yeah super super entertaining uh, I enjoyed the concept It also had like Terminator vibes towards the end where they just kind of hop in the car and drive away uh, like the end of Terminator 2
1: yeah, that, I like that too. It's exactly like the end of Terminator Two. Honestly, it's like the end of Terminator One. It's the same thing. She just hops in a car and drives away. Um, Jeff, do you have the episode list up there with you? Yeah. Why don't you introduce the rest of season two? I feel like I like we're like moving on without getting your input. I think that that'll help if you're the one. Sure.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So season two, uh, episode two uh, is ice. So that's the one where it's uh, a family moves to this ice this ice planet that there's a human colony that has started to populate this planet, and most of the population has been like genetically modified to some extent. And one of the characters um, was not genetically modified and kind of struggles to fit in. Um, yeah, I I, I don't uh, I don't know. This one didn't have as much of an impact for me. I, I didn't like it as much as the rest of the season.
1: Um, the animation on this one was interesting i also thought that the story it was telling was sort of interesting do you guys remember that movie gattaca i'm pretty sure everybody in america had to watch that in biology in freshman year of high school do you remember that brian ethan hawk jude law yes i do um it it really had like the same themes it was like oh this guy is a loser because he wasn't genetically modified he isn't different like the rest of us you know um and It was kind of just him being like oh yeah i can do i can do things too like just because i'm not as perfect as you guys doesn't mean that i shouldn't be included um but otherwise like there wasn't really a whole lot of plot or story to it it was sort of just like look at this weird animation and let us like you know follow us on this like weird journey that we're on um i don't know it didn't yeah i didn't have a lot of impact on that one for me you're talking about ice still Yeah. yeah i thought the animation was still pretty cool And I really like the idea of, like, the... It felt like Samurai Jack to me.
2: It felt like Samurai Jack's animation.
1: It did feel like Samurai Jack. Total
2: Samurai Jack graphics. Like, I I just... Like, the way their faces were drawn and everything, it just... I got... As soon as I watched it, I was like, is this some kind of, like, futuristic play on Samurai Jack? Are we about to see Jack pop up? Because I miss that guy. I haven't watched a Samurai Jack episode in 15 years.
1: I think it's on Netflix now. I I, I started watching it a couple weeks back, and then... uh, But, yeah, and then the other thing
2: that was cool was that his brother, like, it was very clear he, like wasn't actually hurt at the end like basically they go out to see the I don't know Jeff did you dive into the storyline there I kind of missed it but um, he did but I don't I didn't 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 get into like the race
0: I didn't get into the whole race thing across yeah they're all
2: all the friends are genetically modified and then one brother's not right and he's like jaded but he's like I'm gonna go out and prove that I'm still capable of being around you guys and they leave the city to where these like whales pop up out of the ice to get air and they're like these massive, crazy looking whales, and it's like super dangerous to go out there because they'll pop up under your feet and kill you. And uh, basically the younger brother who's modified gets injured when they're running away from the whales, and the older brother who's not modified picks him up and carries him, and they barely survive. And then it's revealed right at the very end, after they've like the group has like accepted the non-modified brother into the group f- because of his heroics, it's revealed that the younger brother wasn't hurt at all, that he had, like, faked his injury in order for his older brother to, like, have a chance to prove himself. It's right. just kind of this cool, like, undertone storyline.
1: I kind of took that as his brother had healed already.
2: No, no it's, You guys no, think that
1: it was fake?
0: I think it was faked.
1: Oh.
2: If he had okay. healed already, there's no reason for them to have the scene where his older brother kind of, like, looks at him like, why aren't you limping kind of thing. Like, he would yeah. just understand that he was limping, or that he had healed, but okay. I think it was more like he had... He had uh, given him a chance and he had proved himself and it was, it was like his way of helping his brother like overcome this whole thing about not being modified.
1: I'll accept it. Um, episode three.
0: Okay. episode three is probably I, I really enjoyed episode three. I'd, I'd go so far to say is one of my favorites of, this, of season two. Uh, it's called Pop Squad. It's, it's, dark. it's this, it's this uh, dark dystopian future where uh, the planet is, uh, suffers from overpopulation. And so the government creates this drug to make people biologically immortal, but in return, they are not allowed to have children. Mm-hmm. And uh, they create it. The, they expand the police force to include uh, murdering children. Any any children found <laughs> are supposed to be executed. Uh, yeah. The Main character is a guy named Detective Briggs. Uh, he has uh, a lover, and she tells him that he that she wants a child, kind of like aloofly, and he's like disturbed by it, and starts to. Um, uh, have kind of like suffer mentally from, from the, the toll that his job takes on him. And he eventually encounters this woman uh, who is buying a toy train set. So of course it's a, it leads up to him following her and she finds out that she has a daughter and instead of like just immediately killing her and uh, though the daughter, he just kind of wants to find out more. He asks her some questions. She's like, yeah, no, it's actually like, you should, you should have kids for yourself. And he thinks it over, decides not to kill her and goes to leave. And he runs into his partner. Um, who realizes what has happened and they get into a shootout and and kill each other. Uh,
1: I really liked this one a lot. The story as someone who constantly goes back and forth on whether or not they want kids, which is something I've probably talked to both of you guys about extensively, not really interested per se, but you know, obviously I have biological imperatives just like everyone else. So the thought crosses my mind. Um, this was like an interesting exploration of that um especially i like the part where the where he's like why would you give up immortality and she's like i've been alive for 200 years i've seen everything there is to see but when i look through her look at her eyes as she sees things for the first time it's like seeing things again like and i was like oh that's sweet and it's interesting. You know what I mean, like, and also just the boredom of immortality. You know what I mean. Without kids around, like, must be so strange.
2: Super cool concept on this one. Um, I'm gonna mesh this with another pop culture one. Have you guys seen the movie Equilibrium with uh, Christian Bale? Of course. Are you joking? Of course yeah. I have. So you th- think th- I this... haven't
1: seen every gun gun fu movie there is? Like, tell me this is not. <laughs> you, think just miss an...
0: a, you think I'm gonna miss a Sean Vaughn classic? Yeah, yeah. T- exactly. <laughs> Tell me Soon this is not just
2: a Equilibrium spin-off. Like totally, man. Like him walking well, around mean, in the black trench coat, the he being in the police force and them having to enforce something crazy like Equilibrium, you can't have emotions. Like, they've eliminated all human emotion. In this one, you can't have children.
1: It's you know, Fahrenheit 451. I was about to
0: say, if you guys have seen Michael B. Jordan's Fahrenheit 451 that came out. Like, or Red Ray that. Bradbury's oh,
1: novel. <laughs> you
0: well, I, I was going to tie it back in to Michael B. Jordan, who we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it's Michael Shannon, too. I mean, the goddamn, I, I want to watch the movie again. I've seen it twice. Uh, really?
1: I didn't. I thought it was so boring. <laughs> it's on HBO. It was fine. I liked um, it a lot.
2: But, yeah, this Great. one just screamed equilibrium to me. I thought it was really good, and the, in the anima, uh,
1: animation was really good, too. Yeah. It, yeah. It was good. It was very good. Um, what's next, Jeff? Uh, I think the, you can give more, like, abbreviated um, synopses. You don't have to read the whole description.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this one, the next one is called Snow in the Desert. Uh, it's about uh, it's a man. Uh, he's an albino man. He's wandering through, like, a barren planet. He's being hunted uh because of his uh uh albinoism uh uh, i guess well you know he's a that's right he's got some kind of
1: uh he can't die he's like uh he's like wolverine and somebody they want his testicles because they think that it comes from his nuts basically or his hormones (laughs) that's what they say right they're like we're gonna take your fucking your twig and berries man
0: yeah I, mean, I thought this one was fine. Uh, I don't know. It didn't leave as much of an impression on me as as. Uh, the,
1: I did. The one. I thought this one was so boring. I really didn't think this was good at all. Like, I did not like it. Uh, Ryan, what'd you think?
2: I thought it was interesting. I mean, I just you know took it at face value. Um, the animation was absolutely top notch. Again, I think a couple of these have the same animation, but- which is super high quality
1: definitely similar for sure right
2: yeah but uh you know the concept of thought was was interesting um you know i didn't hate it
0: um next up was probably my least favorite episode of season two which was the tall grass
1: really i liked this one a lot too well so i'll so for
0: the listeners at home, the, the concept of the episode is it's a guy who's on a train. He gets off the train and wanders into this wild, tall grass. And there's these creatures that are hissing at him. And he's suddenly in this, like, massive chase. And he's able to get back to the train and survive. It's, I think it's a very short episode. Um, but the problem I had is there's no love, death, or robots in it. Like, it did not have anything to do with this the show concepts. The show has three but, three principles and it didn't follow anything. So uh, I was like, what does this death? have to
2: do? He got close to death.
0: He got close to death. He didn't die.
2: He, but, you um, might not have said it, but he also loves trains. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the, um,
1: real quick, Brian, I just Googled the people who made um, Snow in the Desert, and they're the same people who made the Beyond the Aquila Rift or Aquila Rift or whatever. So that's why so, this, the graphics,
2: the animations yeah. are the same. Yeah.
1: They're also the ones that did the uh special effects on terminator dark fate which is a movie directed by tim miller who's one of the producers and directors of uh some of these stories so six uh, degrees cool. separation there you go what's their um, bacon number the the tall grass i thought was fun <laughs> in that i like i like this like weird it was like a it felt like uh, i i felt like a victorian horror you know what i mean like you could totally see this as like being like a uh, you know, I don't know. I I just I'm not even going to explain why I liked it. The, I don't the part that to. blew my mind.
2: That the part that grabbed me because I I thought it was kind of bland. Um, the part that grabbed me was when he reveals that the train stops at the same spot every time. Yeah, that's when I was like, okay, then now I'm kind of interested. But then it didn't really go into why. It just he basically believed that it was like this attempt from like former humans to like you know the creatures were like former humans it was like the like i don't know their attempt to like get back at humanity or something like i didn't really understand that part but i thought for a second there i was like okay i'm kind of you're kind of hooking me with this whole thing about how the train keeps stopping in the same spot on the track but uh but then they didn't have enough time to flesh it out
1: i think i don't know i kind of like that it was left open ended and, and for us to wonder about anyway moving on
0: um the next all one through the house all through the house this one is also pretty short it's uh christmas eve two siblings uh they hear rustling the down below them and they're like okay well, Santa's here and they come downstairs and it's this fucking grotesque monster
1: horrifying <laughs> horrifying creature and
0: it and the pukes monsters up
1: fully wrapped presents <laughs> yeah it, like chases them around the house and finally
0: it corners them and and like detects them or detect, like I don't know does like a penance stare a ghostwriter penance stare determines that they're good and uh, throws up a present for each of them and then
1: leaves and the question at the end what if what happens if you're bad well that's what you're
2: asking from the moment you hear him go good and then he pukes up a gift and then the kid's like that's exactly what I wanted and then like my, my mind the rest of the time was are they going to show us what happens if somebody's bad and then at the end they just leave it with that question and I was like "Oh, you bastards like how are you going to let me wonder like that guy for sure eats kids
1: yeah I thought this one I thought it was good but yeah Uh, um
0: next one uh sorry unless you had anything else to say there
1: no, uh, animation on that one was was fun. Um, that monster design was so fucked up and creepy. weird and creepy. Creepy, oh, creepy, man, it got me. I was like, "This is great." I really it, was, this. it was it was <laughs> definitely
0: up there with the Space Spider. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, next one is um, our boy. Yeah,
0: Michael B. Probably the highlight of the season. Uh, Life Hutch. Uh, it's a pilot named Terrence. Uh, crash lands after a space battle, and uh, he locates this like shelter and basically ends up getting into a fight with this uh, maintenance robot that's defending the facility that attacks it's anything malfunctioning.
1: that moves it's malfunctioning and so it can only see things that are moving and, and it, it's in attack mode instead right. of in like help mode um, and so he has to fight his own, his own robot that's there to save him Right. he has um, to come up
0: with a clever way to beat it and he ends up doing that And I, I, I enjoyed this one probably the most it's up there with um, the, the one I mentioned earlier
1: uh, Ice They're, they're no. all
0: starting no, The the pop squad They're, they're all starting to, to Blend in squad. together
1: Yeah um, We only had one more For this season And that's the one That Brian talked about earlier It's a drowned giant With a giant dick um, Basically A it's Gulliver's Historian trials. Yeah Yeah historian Yeah Imagine you're It's a historian From Lilliput um, Being amazed That Gulliver Has arrived But instead of A living Gulliver It's a dead man um, has shown up and um, it's kind of honestly, you know, you hear about these stories every now and then of like dead whales washing up on the shore in, you know, a, a, you know, a city in England or something and everybody going out and taking pictures of the dead whales at first, but then it's just, you have this giant rotting carcass on the beach, you know, it becomes a problem. I don't know. It's uh. It was interesting. It was kind of the sadness of, of like how short our attention spans are. You know what I mean? I was like, about to
2: ask you. Gosh dang it. You hit it. Okay, so I wanted to ask this. I'm glad you said that. I was wondering if – let's say it happens in real life. Let's just say tomorrow news breaks that on the California coast, a giant human's body washes up. A 40-foot-tall human corpse washes up on shore. Do you think it would play out similarly to how this episode played out with the t- the attention span of the people because they all just yeah. accept it and move on with their lives because there's no more information forthcoming. It's just this thing that happened and they it's all just like
1: holy shit. Once they accept
2: came. once they've accepted it because there's no more information coming in, they just continue to to survive, like live their lives.
1: It just becomes a part of their life and the you know, to the point that there's like people tagging but, the Super body, fessy. yeah it's just cutting that. off parts yeah. of its body but, and, but sha- and it's like what, what?
0: what is the desired out- what would you guys prefer the reality to be you want I don't, to, I don't, I don't think there is go- a different answer no I don't think I don't, there is I
2: don't, it's more a commentary on how it really is in the world I mean it's the question of like when you see something like uh, you know I don't mean to get too dark here but like a mass shooting you know it's like oh my god that's horrible like and everyone's horrified and there's like this public outrage for about a day and then because it's, you know, there's no more information about it forthcoming, we just go back to our lives.
1: And the fact of it is life goes on. Like, it's not like, you know, you think of, I think about this all the time, like when I'm having a bad day and I'm just like, look at all these people just like not caring that I have a bad, like that my, this has been such a shitty day. It's like, well, yeah, because the rest of the fucking world is still spinning and still like everybody else still has to go about their day. You know what I mean? I still like, got bills. to they pay. They don't care that foodie, you got yelled yeah. at. Yeah, exactly. Like they don't. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't it's matter. Crazy. It's just like I, I watched it and I was just struck because I was like,
2: how could they just accept that there's this giant being that they've got no answer for? And then I realized, you know what, this is probably exactly what would happen in the real world.
1: Like I mean, do you guys remember a couple or like a year ago, about right about a year ago when the U- the US government declassified all those videos from the Air Force of like the, the UFOs, UFOs? Yeah. Right? And like it blew up the internet and then i haven't heard there's, of anything I, there's I no constantly more information am going yeah. back and googling that shit and like waiting for more information to come and that's literally all there is no one like there's nothing else no one said anything new about those videos except for oh they're out and no one knows what they are because you can that's all we get and so you can't just get, continue
2: them. to get fresh information so the story dies and it's yeah. just it's just crazy to me that it's like they have irrefutable evidence in this story that the there's, there's this giant being yeah this giant exists somewhere and yet because there's no more information forthcoming they just accept it and move on and it just was so crazy to me how real it felt
1: yeah oh. I liked it I thought this one uh, uh, so we can wrap it up there on Love, Death and Robots um, season 2 uh, so far I mean it's weird season 1 had 18 episodes and then season 2 had 8 they're getting some flack for that. I think a lot of people weren't too stoked about that. Yeah, I was bummed because it's it been kind of two years since season one came out. And I really like a lot of the episodes of season one. But I think in season two, I only like two episodes or three episodes.
2: It kind of feels like uh, what they're doing Black Mirror. Like Black Mirror, we get this crazy first season. And then ever since, it's just been super lackluster. Just, I don't know,
1: the first few, the first two seasons were really, maybe the first three even were okay, and then the last two, since it got into Netflix. That's what, I'm fans, more what I
2: mean, like the first couple of releases were really good, and then and then it slowly has just, I don't know what the hell they're doing anymore, and it just seemed like something that was such a no-brainer success. I
1: don't know. I think Charlie Booker, or Brooker, or whatever, has run out of good ideas, is what it really is. He's like, shit, how do I keep telling these dark stories so about stop. sci-fi? So yeah, just or not, just let someone else do it. Just let, let it. Yeah. So just let it be a before
0: thing. before this show gets uh, too far down the wrong path, I do want to bring it back to uh, another recent thing that I think we should talk about is the Nevers. Wrapped up uh, there. Well,
1: uh, wait, we're not done with season two of this. Who said? Who was the thought, first se- their, their we favorite episode?
0: Oh, I, I I said that my two favorites were Life Hutch and uh, Pop Squad.
1: Brian.
2: Uh, the one with the giant at the end. I think
1: yeah i think i like drowned giant and then all through the house on that season two overall go watch them even if you feel like you just got spoiled none of these are necessarily like twist heavy episodes except for the beyond the aquila rift or whatever that one's pretty twist heavy but um otherwise just go watch these they're really cool if you haven't watched them what are you doing listening to this this far (laughs) that was a bad idea um Jeff, you and I can quickly talk about the Nevers. Yeah, just a um, non-spoiler cover. I just I'm wanted gonna, to make sure that do people. Do you want to say that as your recommendation? Yeah,
0: uh, or... sure. I mean, I was going to mention. I think I mentioned last week that it's wrapping up. So. Uh, sure. Just,
1: let's just jump into it. What did you think of this of the season part one finale?
0: I, I loved it. Um, the really huge, oh yeah,
1: fully one hundred percent disagree. Thought it like it turned me off of the whole series i'm not even joking i was like this is stupid i really am not enjoying this and like ruined the whole series for me i'll keep watching but man i really was bummed out by it uh go ahead uh, <laughs> what I, mean, what, like? I, I, I don't know if we want to continue
0: with non-spoilers or if we want to jump into no, spoilers then cause full I,
1: spoilers full spoilers for the nevers if you haven't watched episode one we've been talking about it for weeks so sure. if you haven't watched it skip ahead or go watch it and then come back
0: so, yeah, so the concept of the Nevers is people wake up with powers in London, and what you uh, reveal, like, I forget exactly what time period in London, it's like turn of the century, like late 1800s.
1: Victorian London, yeah. Yeah,
0: and uh, uh, you get this concept of this girl that runs like a boarding house for women that uh, have developed powers because society won't protect them, so she decides to, and... Um, and she has the ability to see the future And she's got this kind of team of people That she uses to protect All the other women that develop powers And what they reveal I'm going to jump right into the spoilers at the end of the show Because I think this is what I want to talk about It With Tyler um, In the season finale, spoilers uh, Is that She actually takes this Comes from the future Where this uh, advanced race of aliens Comes from another dimension And works with human race on restoring the planet, on doing all of these miracle technologies that restore the planet and fix all of their problems. And uh, a uh, militant group rises up to kill all of them and successfully kills almost all of them except for one this woman soldier who is like on the kind of towards the edge of her, towards the end of her career in the military super jaded from all of the sacrifices that she's made and all of the um, you Just the heavy mental toll that comes from her position of being a soldier meets this kind of younger group of militants and uh, finds the last surviving alien and uh, goes through all the trouble of trying to. I guess she doesn't know they're really trying to save it really, but there's one character that is super positive. The alien ends up trying to escape through a portal, and before he escapes, he takes this kind of grizzled soldier with her and uh at least her spirit and brings her into the past with him or with it
1: and then deposits her brain or her mind her consciousness consciousness. into the body of a woman who committed suicide right and, and brought her back and so right um now she gets to start over from the beginning of her life and um or like you know the middle and now she's looking for the reason as to why she's Put back in this Victorian time, and the Galanthe, which is the alien, is not explaining anything. So she has to just like figure it out. Um, I thought that it was overly complicated. It was uh, like taking us into the sci-fi, like the the future, and not explaining what the difference is between these world or these two warring factions. Where like at the end of the penultimate episode in season five or episode five, excuse me. They're talking about the Galanthia as if it's something that we should know what the fuck that is without ever explaining what it was. And that was so frustrating to me through all of season five, or episode five. And then to reveal it in season six in the way that they did, I just thought it was really dumb. It didn't stick the landing for me. I'm willing to give it, you know, a couple, like, you know, because season the, the first half of the season was so strong, I'm willing to keep up with it. But the second half just really fell flat for me. I mean, um, I, for me,
0: I I, don't, I already know what Tyler's exactly going to say once I say this. But for me, what I really enjoyed about the show was because of my experience with comics, it was fun to see these themes that I'm already familiar with played with. Like they take a Professor X type character who, you know, the main character, Mrs. True, is not Professor X. She's kind of like more like a Cyclops, like a field leader. Whereas the person who's actually uh, in the wheelchair that is... Funding the whole operation is is really kind of trying to stop and kill the get the get Yankee, get Yankee, Yankee I don't know, um, Galanthi Galanthi sorry get the Yankee is a race in D and D Galanthi uh, and whereas you know the the, the Mister the the Henry McCoy character the inventor uh, that actress uh, does a great job of of supporting being the second in command to uh, Mrs True. Um, yeah, like the whole entire concept of them all right, getting their powers is basically just identical to the Inhumans. Um, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I, I really definitely.
1: Enjoyed- I mean, you could definitely see the 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 world that this stems from, and I think that they are doing something interesting. I personally love Victorian stories, um, probably because I like Sherlock Holmes so much. Um, so I think that that's fun. But yeah, I just I just feel like story wise, it was just so convoluted to just the way that they did that it was just like really now we're doing this sure. like is time travel element like my god guys like can't I we it. just tell this story in a kind of more of a straightforward way I, does it need to have this extra element i love i love
0: i love malady's character it felt like a really fun way of telling like a joker type storyline uh and the madness that it springs from i don't know i, I really enjoyed the show but i understand that needing that prior knowledge to be able to enjoy the show shouldn't be required. You shouldn't have to be able to understand all these different Oh, and I don't think you need
1: to. I don't think you need to. I think you can enjoy it otherwise. I I think maybe I'm being a little hard on it, but yeah, that that final episode, it took me, I had to watch it twice because it's just like, what's happening now? I don't get this. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Go watch the show. It's it's, the first few episodes are worth watching, and maybe you'll stick through it and won't hate the, the finale as much as I did. Um... And again, like I said, it wasn't so bad that I like am giving up on the show, but I was pretty close for a minute there. <laughs> um, great. Can we move into the, to, uh, recommendations? Sure. Uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. Sure. I got a couple. I'll, I'll make it kind of quick. Um, my wife and I watched an animated movie on Netflix, The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Um, it's a uh, – oh, man, what are their names – Um, the guys who did the Lego movie, the guys who did, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I cannot remember their names right now. Um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller got there. Um, it's, uh, a family during the robot apocalypse. You know, your phone is taking over the world type thing. Um, it's pretty fun. Uh, there's a part where there's a pug and the robots can't tell if it's a pig or a dog and it, it trips them out. Uh, and I have a French bulldog and, uh, I related to that bit quite quite a lot um we also watched a movie called the black dahlia which it, we thought was going to be about the black dahlia murder and turned out to be either the worst movie i've ever seen or quite possibly the best movie i've ever seen but for the worst reasons <laughs> uh it has a thousand twists like the whole movie is so slow and meaningless and then at the end they're just like twist 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 <laughs> it just, it doesn't make any sense. It's really stupid. And But you guys got to hear this cast. Got Aaron Eckhart, Josh Hartnett, Scarlett Johansson, Hilary Swank. It's directed by Brian De Palma, who directed the first Mission Impossible movie. Like, it's like, it has such a huge pedigree and cast behind it that, like, it should have been good. And it was absolutely like I just like it was like 11 at night when we're watching the last 30 minutes of it and it's just twist after twist after twist. Is like he's not who you think she is. She's not who you think she is and like everybody is just the wrong person and it's crazy. Um, is it
0: like uh, I know Key and Peel did a skit about like all the reveals where it's like two, two gunmen finally find their victim, two detectives finally find their victim and they're like oh but you don't know that I'm actually and it's just like all of them yeah it was something
1: like that it was just like oh you're actually the bad oh no wait you're actually the bad guy oh wait that one's fucking that guy oh that guy was that guy all along it was seriously just like that one after another just all these like things that didn't make it like they didn't really even earn any of them They, they were just kind of like oh wait who's that character now they just introduced that character just in this moment right now um the other thing I've been watching which is an extreme recommendation uh on Hulu, Wu-Tang an American Saga. It's a fictionalized retelling of uh the birth of the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh for those for anybody who listens to this, who knows me, which I, I can't imagine is very many of the of our listeners. Um Wu-Tang Clan is a big deal for me. I really love uh all of their albums. Every member, I have their individual albums on CD still. Um I really like the Wu-Tang Clan a lot, and I finally have gotten to, gotten around to watching this. It came out in early 2020, and uh, I kind of slept on it for a little while. It was always on my radar. I just never watched it, and then I uh, just w- binged watched it over the last week while my wife was out of town, and is season one is really good, and season two is coming out soon, and it's going to be all about recording uh, Enter the 36 Chambers, which is the Wu-Tang's debut album, which is uh, probably, in my opinion, still their best album, so anyway... Um, Those are my recommendations. Strong recommendation on the Wu-Tang one. Uh, Medium recommendation on Mitchell's vs. the Machine and Black Dahlia. Probably don't watch it unless you're really into really bad movies like I am. Um, Who's next? Brian? Jeff? Yeah, I'll
2: go go next. Um, Brian. So as far as movies go, I watched Army of the Dead on Netflix. Um, I promised a non-spoiler take on it. Um, I thought it was interesting. I thought it the uh, special effects on that one are really, really good. They really threw the budget at that one.
1: I mean, it's Zack Snyder again. He's... Is it Zack Snyder? Yeah, uh, yeah it is.
2: And, uh, you know, I think Dave Bautista is very limited as an actor, but I still enjoy him on screen, to be honest with you. There's just something about a muscle-bound giant that it's just entertaining to watch <laughs> him and stuff. Like He feels like early days rock, except for rock has more range. As it, like with being able to express emotions, David Batista has a daughter character in this one, and like he really struggles to convey true emotion with her. I think what he does is kind of leans on like yelling in scenes where he's supposed to just be showing that he's upset and it just doesn't register for me but anyway um storyline overall is pretty fascinating uh zombies basically it starts with a military convoy transporting something unknown in like a big military vehicle and there's an accident on the road because a dude gets like elopes with this chick and then is getting head from her on the road and accidentally like <laughs> isn't watching the road and steers into the military convoy and blows up the truck <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was freaking hilarious but uh that's ridiculous basically uh, a zombie it, aren't
1: they smart zombies
2: yeah so basically a zombie pops out and and you know breaks containment essentially and then uh it quickly gets to a point like from you know it was, um in Zombieland in the beginning there's that montage of zombies like like hookers running out of the yeah. you know and there's like dudes with their pants around their ankles running out of the hooker you know like the yeah <laughs> it's like too, uh with like a good musical beat for like for
0: whom for whom the belt tolls right yeah yeah. yeah 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 it's it has it has
2: a very very zombie land intro style intro it's it's i was very happy because i enjoyed the zombie land one
1: so i was this one was was a lot of the same real quick speaking of zombie land i'm gonna take this on a quick tangent uh do you guys either of you guys watch zombie land too yeah it sucked Anyone else? <laughs> I think, you guys think I like did, it?
2: but I don't even remember it, to be honest. It was so dumb. I, I really might not have seen not it, like but then again, I most likely saw it and just did not give it the time of day. But anyway, anyway. so um, it turns out that um, they have, you know, after the intro, it's revealed that these zombies have taken over Las Vegas because the accident on the highway happened right outside Las Vegas. And um, Las Vegas has turned into a zombie-like city. Like there's no living human beings in Las Vegas anymore. It, have they and they kind have of... quarantined the city with giant cargo containers like the ones you see on ships. They've stacked like a wall of them around the city of Las Vegas. And it's just – they're just leaving them to their own devices. And uh, basically the storyline is uh, this like Asian billionaire like shows up and tells – like finds Dave Bautista who had had been in there in the early days of them fighting the zombies and stuff. Uh, while they were setting up the quarantine, he comes to Dave Bautista and he's like, yo, um, there's like $220 million beneath one of the casinos in Vegas. Uh, it's my money from my casino. I've or- Insurance has already paid me out on it, so it's untaxable, untraceable pile of money. Sure. Like, if you go get it for me, I'll give you 50 million of it. And Dave Bautista's like, fuck it, alright. So he throws a crew together and long story short, they go in, and it's revealed as they're going through because you think it's just a bunch of mindless zombies. It's revealed that Are you
1: gonna two- spoil? <laughs> don't spoil it.
2: No, I'll, that, I'm just giving you the storyline. <laughs> okay. So it's it's revealed that there's two types of zombies: shamblers and alphas. Shamblers are like you know your dumb zombies that don't sure. move very fast, and then there's alphas that are like the uh, I Am Legend zombies, fast, oh. intelligent, and they've built like I a, Am
1: Legend. They're vampires actually, but anyway,
2: whatever. And they've they've built like a hierarchy. Um, and it's like a basically like a mini civilization of zombies and I'm not gonna go through what happens, but that's that's the movie there's there's action you know it's the the like I said the special effects are pretty f- phenomenal um overall, I'd give it a C I, I'd say it's worth watching you know if you're just looking for something you know mildly entertaining, think... but don't go for it for the the big storyline there's some parts of it that I've been seeing on Reddit where they're picking it apart right now um but go watch it first before I say anything about that
1: yeah I'm gonna. I'm going to go check it out probably right after we finish this. So, uh,
0: My recommendation is a comic book that I know Tyler is familiar with. I'm on volume two right now, Seven to Eternity, Rick Remender. Um,
1: How are you reading it? Because I have all of the volumes here.
0: I'm, I'm buying it on Comixology.
1: Bro, I lent it to you for like a year. No, you never you gave never, me – Yes, me, I no, did. No, you I did have not
0: – you never gave me Seven Ooh. to Eternity. I've given I've read every single comic book that you've given me, so don't don't start this. I shit. don't believe it. Yeah, that me too, dude. I've you never also let just sit there and collect dust. Tyler Brian, stay out of this. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, I want my I want my Avengers vs. X Men back. I'm pretty sure you still have it. Anyway. Uh, I do. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I wanna give it, I wanna <laughs> load it to a friend. Anyway, uh, Seven to Eternity is uh, a world. There's magic and non magic people. The magic people are called Mossacks. Um, there's this guy, he works in this holy order of Mosex. He's got a friend who has a specific ability. Each of the Mosex have a different ability. I see that Tyler, yes. Um, have, have a unique ability that is triggered or channeled by something and they figure it out through their lifespan. One of the guys realizes that his ability is that if he can give, he can give people their innermost desire uh, and if they agree, to his deal, then he gets to latch onto their soul and see through their eyes. So he's just kind of like this living simulacrum where he's just like experiencing everything, everyone else's lives simultaneously. Um, And what that allows him to do is kind of expand his network and find out what other people's deepest wish are and just kind of have this global network of spies. Um, And he uses that to leverage himself deep into society. By the time that his friend figures out what he's doing, he tries to confront him and realizes that it's too late and decides to go and live his life and he gets turned on and uh, the main character is about this this guy's friend, um, and he uh, basically gets out, outcast from society for refusing uh, to to hear the uh, the guy's offer. And so the story picks up with an old man living with his family out in the mountains, uh, and uh, basically the the mud king, as they call him, comes to uh, I don't know kill them or or force them to listen to his deal and accept their deals to, to integrate them into society and into his regime. Um, uh, and the, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the, the very, very strong themes of moral rigidity, meaning, is it better to uh, die having lived your life to your morals and principles, or is it better to live having compromised what you've previously believed? Um and it's this just massive debate it's honestly I, I know tyler this i'm curious how tyler will react when i say this it's it's rick remender's best writing uh, for me like i i i've read a, i've read a lot of rick remender's books on tyler's recommendations um and i enjoy his writing but this one uh it, at least personally for me uh, i enjoy moral philosophy and and ethics and and it is hitting a lot of notes for me that i i love um a lot of interesting powers. A lot of unique. Uh, the, the art style is fantastic. Um, it's good.
1: The, I'm trying to look at it on my in my bookshelf right now. Is it Jerome Pena? Is he? Yeah. Is that the artist on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. His art is absolutely incredible. I don't like. I follow him on Instagram. He and just I just look at his page all the time. I just think that he is so talented and so skilled uh, in his line work and like the detail, the level of detail. he's able to bring to like just like the character's face like it's just it's so crazy to me um you're absolutely beautiful there's some huge um panels in the the first volume where they're entering the mud king city and they're like coming across like this desert and it like zooms out and like shows like there's like these giant creatures in the background and it's just it's absolutely incredible this fantasy world that he's developed he's created with his art style is just amazing and unlike any sort of fantasy world that you've ever seen before you know what i mean like that that's the part that really blows my mind is you can see people who do like orcs and goblins and shit and like you know really standard shit and this guy's just done something completely different he's taken it in a whole other direction and it's really interesting um he also worked on uh, a lot of thor stuff um, for a while, uh, during Jason Aaron's run, and, uh, is one of the main reasons I went back and read all of that, that Thor, uh, run, um, but yeah, Tokyo, or excuse me, uh, Seven Two Eternity is really good, um, and I don't really, yeah. You know, I mean, if you like, if you think, I think that Rick Remender is one of those writers who just kind of always is good, so if you think this is his best, that that doesn't surprise me, you're, you're really into the fantasy stuff, I like more of his sci-fi stuff, but, I, th- I think his writing is good in all of it. I actually have read a lot of comics recently, and I cannot think of a single one of them that I've, <laughs> that I've been reading. Um, Snow Angels, uh, which is a comicsology original. Um, I know that Jacques is the artist. I think Jeff Lemire is the writer. Really good. Um, I've been reading that. Uh, I've read a lot of Batman stuff recently, some James Bond stuff, some help. Boy, but I already read all the Hellboy stuff. I've just been going back and reading a, a bunch they're, of it. They're doing um, a long
0: Halloween, aren't they? Are, are you animated? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It looks good. They just released a trailer for it, I think, last week. Um, another thing... Oh, damn. I was just about to say... Um, I got another one. Go
2: ahead. It is totally totally different, though. So, sorry. To go ahead. Catch That's fine. Steam. So, first things first, I wanted to say... I came across a comment on Reddit where somebody said something about how Tom Cruise was a bad choice for the role in Last Samurai. And I mean...
1: <laughs> go ahead. Say what you guys say. Well, it's based on a book, right? Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. I didn't know that. Um, So it could be that he doesn't fit like the character maybe description. maybe that's just like what they're referring to but I was he's like, a bad choice for jack reacher because he's five seven and jack reacher is supposed to be like six four or something like that you know what i mean um, so well he pops up the he, screen so whatever uh, yeah sure it
2: works but i was gonna say uh we rented it it's right now sitting on our amazon account that we all share and uh no they're wrong he was awesome in it and that movie still holds up <laughs> Uh, okay. Other than that, uh, the other one I wanted to say was I went on and downloaded the free game Stranded Deep on the PlayStation Network. Oh yeah. Um, and I've been playing it almost nonstop with my wife, um, like sitting there enjoying watching the gameplay and kind of helping so, me survive. It is so what, much fun.
1: What is? It's a survival game.
2: You literally crash. Your plane crashes in the very first like five seconds. You're, you're just a rich <laughs> dude or whatever on a private jet, and the plane crashes, and all of a sudden the screen goes black or like you swim out of the ship like the 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 sinking plane excuse me and you end up on a raft and it goes black and then it appears and you're like literally rowing towards a an island and you take over control and there's a mini tutorial where it shows you how to like make like a little shitty rock knife and it shows you how to like kill a crab and like cook it and like make a fire and then you're on your own you you literally have to survive and so like like there's like a crafting menu where you can like build tools and build like shelters and you can build boats and like like you know rafts i mean and then basically the game opens up because you're on this island but you start running out of resources and you have a watch it's like a smart watch that can like check your vitals and it tells you like when you need water when you need food uh when you need like uh to eat like an aloe vera plant to like re-up your spf protection like it's
1: Yeah, so it's a resource gathering survival. Yeah, way.
2: yeah, yeah. But basically there's more to it because there's not only a way to like improve your living situation. So like I created a water still, which is like it catches water and then you can like, you know, get water whenever it rains essentially. You don't have – like, or you can go harvest coconuts and like drink out of the coconuts. But you'll get sick if you drink too many and there's like different ways to get food obviously. Um, but long story short, um, there's also – like um, like wrecked ships on some of the, you can go from island to island by the way, there's like dozens and dozens of islands that you can like row to and go find resources. Like basically when you use up all the rocks on tools that are on your island, they don't come back. So you have to go and find another island that has more rocks in order to continue to like improve and, and improve your gameplay in your standing. So basically there's also these wrecked ships that you can like like in the shallows around the islands and you can like dive down to them and like collect man, man, like man-made resources, like a flare guns, I've got like a lantern now. And basically what I got to is this wrecked ship that's out like caught up on these shores and it has a plane in it. And basically the end goal is to collect plane parts from all the different wreckage sites around all the different islands to put the plane back together and fly off to civilization and it's it's tough man like i i was just on day 11 surviving on like my third playthrough and i just drowned and that's what made me stop before i got on the podcast cuz i was diving too deep into this shipwreckage and i couldn't get back up to the surface and i literally drowned so like
1: oh, i have shit. to go so back oh you die and then you start all the way over again?
2: yeah uh so when you build a shelter it gives you the ability to save and it'll go, you can go back to your last save point i have completely restarted a few times now cuz the first time i didn't know how to row the boat I didn't know that you had to hold forward. I thought just rowing would be enough. So I was just drifting out to sea. So I jumped off my my lifeboat and swam to shore. And my lifeboat just went and it had a bunch of rations and resources in it that I needed. So when I died in that game, I basically starved to death in that game. And then I just let myself restart all over because at that point I'd figured out, oh, I need to point you know forward to row and things like that. So I've, I've done it like two or three times where I've started over to give myself a better initial start. Um, and now my guy's pretty pimped out. The little like uh little uh, shelter and stuff i've got has just got resources all over the place i've got like a I'm bunch of coconut really, stuff well
1: i'm really interested to see how this changes you as a gamer because this is going to open up your world there's a lot of resource gathering survival he's played games, he's played like
0: assassin's that. creed he's played uh other stuff too i mean what does
1: assassin's creed have to do you, have, you, you gather resources it's different than that there's like straight up like these kinds of games exactly what he's talking about that's like a whole genre of yeah gaming.
0: yeah the forest um uh i don't know there's a couple a couple others volheim, volheim. volheim's yeah. kind of like that yeah. yeah 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 anyway exactly so that's my other recommendation. we're
2: having a good time I, I don't play it when i'm by myself but anna really likes to help me find some like i'll be running around in the dark and i'll need like you know water because if you go to sleep your guy will wake up and his water will have dropped a couple levels and so if you're too low, you can't go to sleep without getting water or else your guy will wake up and you'll be in a crisis mode. So sometimes you're, like, in the dark, like, trying to, like, up your level so that you can go to sleep. And, like, yeah. she's, like, we're, like, in the darkness, like, bumble around this island and all of a sudden a crab starts attacking you and you're, like, I'm, like, swinging around the darkness trying to kill this crab or, like, you'll be under <laughs> the water and, like, sharks are attacking you and it's, like, oh, my
1: God! Like That's you, so funny.
2: So it's, it's a really good time. It's fun It's and it really gives you a sense of achievement when you're, like, Build something that you know is going to make your life easier. It's pretty nice. But anyway, I think that's where we can probably leave this.
1: Yeah, I got to hop off. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Thank you so much for listening to us again, coming back week after week. We really appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. Why don't you just uh, like and subscribe and rate or – So we can appreciate you more. (laughs) So we can appreciate more people. if we if really we get, want. if we get if we get brian um, and jeff just facepalmed simultaneously as i said that um.
0: if we get uh how many how many listeners do we have to get before you reveal the the hello the the pony tattoo my little pony tattoo. <laughs> hello hello pony, hello, pony. <laughs> my little pony
1: i don't know um i geez, i'll get a my little pony tattoo if we get up to like a hundred thousand listeners oh wow that's
0: low i was thinking like a million
1: <laughs> i think we could do a hundred thousand people so tell your friends <laughs> Dude, tell your friends yeah get them up i'll do one i don't care not on my butt but i'll get one on my leg or something no 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 we had a deal we had i don't deal. want my wife to divorce me over this <laughs> <deal is> struck. <laughs> um, all right uh Yeah, so recommend us to a friend. Also, get in touch with us. Let us know. Did you like Love, Death, and Robots? What's your favorite episode? Um, Did you like Army of the Dead? Uh, You can reach us at CleverKidsPodcast uh, at gmail.com. And on Instagram, we are at CleverKidsPod. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.
2: Yeah, I... And-